0: Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here.
1: We're queer. <laughs> Meh. textual, textual healing. healing. I saw this headline on Yahoo. <laughs> yes. I happen to really like He's Yahoo. He's the last news. person that still reads Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo yeah. news. No, I happen yes. to all of my all of my fake uh email accounts are Yahoo, so I'm on it all all day, but uh Yahoo is actually really good at news. They just they have <laughs> all but they're really bad at headlines. <laughs> but they're bad at headlines. So I saw this headline that was, you know, I forget exactly what it was, but it was basically the US is recalling an ambassador to Zambia because of their stance on gay rights. Yeah. So I was like, okay, very misleading. I I for some in a in this cartoonishly naive sense, I was like, oh, this this ambassador must have said something really off color. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he's been recalled by the Trump administration. Come to find out all the ambassador did was criticize The culture in Zambia Mm -hmm. for the law, the law, the law. Sorry, the law in Zambia for uh, basically making it not just a crime, but criminalizing, imprisoning, and in some cases beating to death gay people. So legalizing it, right? So the ambassador, all the ambassador did was say, (laughs) was say, in essence, let's not criminalize and kill people for being gay. And the Trump administration yanked him from his post. Well. Uh, not, not quite. Well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean,
0: (laughs) they didn't, he didn't, he didn't say that and then Trump administration took him back. The president of Zambia then classified this ambassador, while still on the job, persona non grata, and like put out a public campaign similar to what Trump does in the U.S. here. Right. um, Put out a public campaign to then shame this ambassador. He was receiving threats. He was getting, uh, not attacked, but he was like getting attacked online and he was getting lots of serious threats. And then the Trump administration recalled him. So like, he wasn't, that he said it and then got recalled, right? And and the that's, article and that's was fair. That's a little bit more fair misleading. Yeah. Um, but this was after a couple had been well. So yeah, a couple had been arrested and they had been sentenced um, to 15 years in jail for being gay. And uh, the ambassador Daniel Foote, I think is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he called it horrifying, and he's you know he's a conserv he's a he's a career diplomat, but he is seemingly conservative or at least Christian, and he talks about sort of that this isn't what Jesus Christ would do, saying Christianity meant trying to live like our Lord. He's not qualified to sermonize, but that he imagines Jesus would have wouldn't have used bestiality comparisons or referred to his fellow human beings as dogs or worse than animals, as the president of Zambia Zambia does to mm-hmm. gay people and about gay people. The president <clears throat> of Zambia, um his name's his name's president, hate the gays, but really it's Edgar Lungu. And he has said, we know that there could be people who are homosexual in Zambia, but we don't want to promote it. Even animals don't do it. So why should we be forced
1: to do it? Because we want to be seen as smart and to be seen as civilized and advanced. So I guess – so the question becomes – and I don't know a lot about foreign service. The question becomes, what is uh, American protocol in a a situation such as – uh, the amb- our ambassador in a country is receiving a lot of heat, so to speak, and I I I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. They do two like things. do they do they normally beef up security under these circumstances, yes. or do they recall someone for their own safety? It
0: becomes there. Yes, they do. So the State Department, which handles ambassadors um but the trump administration of course has say in how they're handled right uh and how and he appoints them etc but or the administration in general does um but when it becomes because the career diplomat the ambassador works with the government does work with the president's office right. the, that's that country's administration if then that administration of that country identifies the ambassador as persona non grata and says we don't want this person here then the the U.S. has no other choice but then to recall them because sure. the whole point of that person being there is right. to work with right. this administration. Right. Absolutely. So if the administration won't do it, they're not going to do it. And that's what the Trump administration did. And then they said in their statement that th- don't expect it to be filled anytime soon. Uh, and that could be taken in two ways. That could be taken in that. No one can get approved through the Senate and Trump can't appoint anyone ambassador because like no one wants the jobs. Right. He has he has a history of difficulty filling positions. Right. Um, Or that could be perceived as we don't support your country's stance. Sure. On what happened here. And so we're not going to give you. So, and, an ambassador. And, they still get aid. They still get a tremendous amount of money in aid. Um, so, was this symbolic? Like, was this is this a symbolic move? They on they haven't called it that, mm-hmm. or they haven't identified that the Trump administration did put out um, a while ago, looking to uh, sort of take down laws that that criminalize homosexuality. Um, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's sure. also a shitty thing that he appoints judges in the U.S. that want to actively <laughs> yeah. take on yeah. reinstate. Gay rights. Yeah. So like, yeah, right. It's sort of like, Sodomy what way One do you want to go? Forward, you you want back. gay people to
1: exist in right. Zambia and be fine, right? Or, but not in Alabama. Well, we just oh, learned the God. benefits of reading the whole article. So thank <laughs> you for I know. And when you texted hour. it,
0: and I was like, ugh. And then you had responded thinking that I was well, saying, well, this is what um, happens. Too. You see
1: an article, you read the headline. Then you read the first sentence and you're like, "Ugh!" Oh. You doubted that I and had read the full I article. And then I read the first paragraph, and that's where I stopped. Yeah, because um. it's too—it's—it's it's
2: hard. I mean, it—it it hurts. Sure. What hurts though? Just seeing the, that's he, hearing
1: something like that. Yeah. But I Ugh. mean, arguably, this is actually this was actually the Trump administ- administration standing up potentially. Yeah.
0: yeah. Depending they didn't directly on how you say want it. it. Yeah. But right. well, the, well, the ambassador represents the Trump administration, and so thus the ambassador representing the United States stood up for gay people in Zambia. We can mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So kudos to him. C- yeah. Kudos, kudos to, to him. him. Not even
0: joking. Oh my God. Our guest today <laughs> is just so fun. I love how Elliot loves my intros because they're so emotive and almost sexual. <laughs> they are. I love it. Right. I am so happy that Tony Soto he is on the show today. Tony is I just I just want to fan out a little bit before Tony gets to speak. Tony is drag excellence in all the best ways because Tony defines local drag. On so many levels, not just for Los Angeles, but I think Tony is representative of local drag drag queens that weren't on aren't on Drag Race uh, nationally in small cities, because cities all across the country have that one queen that everyone kind of knows. And Tony is that
3: queen in Los yes, Angeles. You're the, you're the East Side, the East Side queen. You're
0: a Silver Lake icon. You've coined You've
3: it, you it, said it, said it. You have said it you call yourself. You are. Yeah, you there's are. nothing like being like kind of known. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> feels, feels really good. I'm going do, you, somewhere. do you care?
2: Like, is Drag
3: Race on your radar?
2: Is that something you like? You, know, you care about or you cared about at some point. I'm just cu- I'm curious as
3: it, 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 you know, I can't lie. It was, uh, it, it was. I mean, I have auditioned a couple of times for the show. Mm-hmm. However, like on my podcast. I'm also critical of the show. And I've had a lot of friends who have the Tony gone Soto through it. Yeah, on, yes. the, on the Tony yes. Soto show. And so, like, um, but I had a lot of friends who have gone through it. And yeah, you're really close with Shea Coulee and Naomi Small. She, well, Shea Coulee, like, Kim Chi, Pearl, yeah. Trixie Mattel, like, all, the, all these girls. But, like, I just know that they still have some PTSD from that. Yeah, it. yeah. Sure. And quite frankly, I don't. I don't know that I would do well with that kind of like sequestering. and like, Yeah, yeah. Like it seems very intense. Like yeah, I, don't, I don't like drag that much. You right. know <laughs> what <Right>. I mean?
1: <laughs> it, it, it is, it, it's, obviously you never see that side of it, the, sequ- the sequestration and all this stuff. It would so fuck with your head if so much. all of a sudden you are taken from your home, your comfort zone. I mean, even sometimes, like when you're in a hotel you don't like for two days, yeah. you're like, my life sucks. <laughs>
0: yeah, but think about it this way, and just, and I get there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of PTSD that comes with it, but the prospect of being taken away from your home for what six weeks, two months, I don't know, yeah, and then you leaving that period where you're secluded and you're 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 away from everything you know and then afterwards you act you have a career. Yeah so why, it's well, why well you hope. You hope you have a career. But even even That's the queens an... that are voted off now are
3: still touring the world voted there's, there's, off first. There's, now, there's still certainly the world. um
2: exposure I yeah. think unlike yeah
3: any other and opportunity I, but, I would imagine. But I mean let's not face it, there are not yeah. all the girls work and That's true. You know there's something to be. There is still something to be said about the edit. Like you can be like, "Oh yeah, you've said it," but also it's like it's manipulated. And a lot oh, of those girls thought they were gonna come out. I mean, I know Silky thought she was gonna come out looking a lot better than she did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, she's not she coming thought, out looking, looking. No, she thought people good. would love her, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just not the case. So. I, I did. She, I did love Silky. I think she got a bad rap.
1: Yeah, it's, I, yeah. I, I've always had that uh, sort of a. I never watched uh, Last Comic Standing, but I also r- refused to audition because I was like, I don't want to be on something that for their own you know righteous purposes they have to make a, an entertaining tv show reality yeah. show what if they just make me out to be the loser <laughs> yeah that, i don't yeah. what if you get on and you get voted i mean it i mean there's just so many things that can go wrong when it's like the their their motives are so fundament, fundamentally different from your own yeah. and that sort of imbalance that power imbalance is one, something that makes me very uncomfortable
2: i've even seen videos on youtube that are like which drag race queen got the worst edit? It's like that's part of the language. Oh, yeah. And well, I don't know I if that did. extends
3: to most reality shows or if that's just specific to drag race. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, like I always like to think about like the Vixen. The mm-hmm. Vixen was such an important character on that game show. And she was saying things that like needed to be said. Yeah. Um that America needed to hear, but then when America heard it, they turned out to be a bunch of racist assholes. And it's like, <laughs> right. oh. just like yeah, that was you, yeah. You missed the point. You I like the- how we're surprised by that, <laughs> though. We know that America's a bunch of racist. I know, assholes. but you always hope. You, you hope. Think, yes. you, you think hope. at some right. point if yeah. someone's giving a message, no, I, I get it. Like uh, a lot of Americans don't like to be yelled at or whatever. But I right. mean, sometimes yeah. you need to get yelled at, and I think that yeah. was what made the vixen so important. She I, didn't, yeah, for sure. She didn't care about white fragility. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of things going wrong.
0: Before we got on, started recording, Mm -hmm. we were talking about something that I really, really want to talk about before we get more into Tony. Yeah, let's do it. Which is hookups... With the potential
3: fear of death. Well, oh. <laughs> we were talking about what's her name, Martha Ham? No, Amanda Ham. Amanda from Hamm? your hometown, yeah. from in my central hometown, <laughs> Central Illinois. Illinois. Central Illinois. She murdered her oh uh, her three young children. Oh my god! Uh, with her boyfriend. We were
0: talking about true crime, which is yeah something I'm and Brent and I are very yeah. used to. I don't know if you're
3: so,
1: Tony. You're so into true crime.
3: I mean, I will watch it like the first 48 and yeah. shit like that. I'm super into like no, never, not I've big never, into, I'm sorry,
1: I've never loved that one, but but the rest are incredible. Yeah. <laughs> What's the first 48?
3: It's like, it's like this uh, murder show where like uh, you basically have 48 hours to like solve a murder yeah. before it becomes a cold case, and so oh. it like uh, follows the first 48 of these murders. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah, and the producers of the show dictate if they don't solve it by the end, they have to give up.
3: Yeah, oh. I'm
0: just
1: kidding.
0: <laughs> so, Michael and I have this like because we watch and listen to a lot of true crime, and we always have this thing. Michael loves when something is solved. He needs something to be solved.
3: Oh, I and don't. I, I want to be left exactly. I, I wanna want to be that. left feeling weird. Yeah. So then
1: you would love the staircase. I, yeah.
3: No, I, I yeah. did. I did watch it. Yeah. 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 No, I want to feel weird. But when it comes to like. Like when it comes to, like hookups or whatever yeah. or like apps or whatnot, I mm. much prefer to host because yeah. I would prefer to be murdered in my own home. Yeah. yeah. You, like I don't want to be murdered in someone else's home yeah. and then like left somewhere. I'm just hoping like they kill me at my place and leave me there as, so as my cleaning say, lady finds me.
1: As I always say before he comes over, I, I rarely just invite someone over, but when I do, I always hide my iPhone charger cord mm. so he has nothing with which to strangle me. <laughs>
0: Is that no. the only thing you have oh available my, to strangle you? I my knives
1: under the sink, I could find so something else. You don't have any outlets <laughs> of the things you plug in? Oh, outlets? That's a, that's a really no, convoluted like things, murder. No, like, you
0: don't have a TV that is plugged in? You don't know, wear like ties a computer or anything? Case. Wait, wait, how would someone murder me with a TV? Well, they take the, the thing out of the back and they strangle you with the thing, the outlets.
1: Oh, I guess, I guess you could. The HDMI right. cord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the HDMI cord. You could get strangled with that. Yeah, oh, so I guess you Your you're computer
0: charger, you could get strangled with that. So Tony, do you go
1: to people's House? Yes.
0: Oh. Wait, I
2: need well, to know. If wait, you, wait, Elliot wait,
1: goes to plenty of people. Wait, I houses. need to know. You Elliot two both,
2: both think that you're both genuinely like in fear that murder, murder
3: could happen. Yeah. I think that it's a possibility. Have you sure. ever thought it during a hookup? Well, here's the thing, it, uh, a few times, but I'm also into choking a little, so there's okay. sometimes I'm okay. kind of into that fear. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm, my, my biggest fear is that they won't leave, actually. That's like the <laughs> biggest thing I'm scared of. Worse uh,
2: than murder. Typically, I do
3: think about murder, but, but the biggest thing is like, okay, Will this person leave <laughs> as soon as we're done? Yeah, right. Do I have to have that cuddle conversation? Cause I don't do that. See, in New York, you know, when I was when Grinder first came out, and I was using Grindr, when people were absolutely murdered. Yes. Yeah. Well, or, like on, Were they? On rent, I don't know. What, I feel like it was a fucking what were weird the early place.
0: websites like? Uh, manhunt, manhunt, shit like that. When I was on, when I was on stuff like that, and I remember I would either call or text a friend. Just sort of ca- – because I, the true crime brain, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> someone's going to want to do an interview with the person, the last person I communicated with. Yeah. So I'm going to call my friend Brian because he's good TV. And I'm going to say, yo, I'm going to hook up with this guy. Just remember that.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Justin <laughs> Craig. I, are you, what are your – pr- you say, really
1: firmly believe. So I have done this where I will you know, – let's say you make a plan to, to meet someone and you have like what, three hours or something before you actually meet. I am – just racked with anxiety the whole time. That's really. sexy. So That's I'm, real sexy. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm like, this what kind this of anxiety? Guy? Just like, I chose. What if? What if I chose someone who wants? I just. I, what if he wants to murder me? What if he's gonna? What if I? F- do you think you could fight off a
3: murder? You think you have terrible taste, huh? Well,
1: I don't. I, I have horrible taste, by the way. I skew very white trash. Uh, I'm from Michigan. What do you expect? Oh yeah, do I'm Do you, from you think you could
0: protect yourself? It depends on how where I am. Well, I if mean, someone's trying to strangle you. Do you think you could get out of it? No. I, I, no, I, I don't I think mean, I could. It,
1: again, it depends on like if he's trying to strangle me when I'm on the bed with my on laying on my stomach. Then yeah, let's say no, you're in no, the most vulnerable position. I mean, if he has a piano wire, but <laughs> I will say. If, I will say. He has the piano. Also, <laughs> n- the moment I've met someone, I've never felt uns- like because that's the thing. It's like you meet look, you meet is... these people and they look so stoic in their pictures, and then you meet them in person, and stoic. they're always like you know. You just said you my trash. No
3: one kind. looks stoic in their pictures for you. <laughs> I'm I, usually more disappointed when they show up because they don't look like they should. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I want to murder them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had a moment where I thought I didn't think I was going to get murdered. I remember I wrote an essay about this years ago. I was You like, wrote an essay about this. I did. I did. It was like a serious thing because I thought I was going to get raped. Oh. I was like, he got me into a position that I, that I physically could not get out of. Mm. Like I had this weird, it was this, and I kept saying, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And then he put me in this position and I didn't think I was going to get murdered, but I literally was like, in my head, I remember thinking, oh, this is how someone gets raped and men aren't. Yeah taught
3: yeah, to right. look for those signs. But you were, like, or, right? raring to go before, right? Well, I was, like the I was raring
0: to, like, do oral. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh. the sort of casual stuff. But he kept insisting on doing anal, and I kept being like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But he became really forceful, and he put me in position, and the only thing that got me out of it you know who saved me? Mm. Fraser. Fraser. Mm-hmm. I mean I knew the my story. Cat, so. Your cat. My cat bit his because when it, my cat loves like anything hanging off the bed, like a foot or something. He was oh, wow. just like swatting at it. And Frazier, his foot was hanging off the he bed and Fraser
3: bit his motherfucking foot and saved me from rape. Uh, oh, cat people have ruined a lot of tricks too. <laughs> <laughs> Once I go to your house and you have a cat. <laughs> my esophagus closes up. It's not cute. It's <laughs> a
2: mess. Yeah, my eyes start
3: switching. Are you allergic to cats as well? Oh, yeah. But They're Elliot, the worst. They're Elliot. the cat. People are the worst because they let but them walk But you're not allergic to way. my cat. But I love Alan's cat, Frazier. But- does your cat get to, does, do you let it on the, uh, cabinets in the fridge. Can it walk he, no, wherever it wants? He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Just. He's okay. very, I mean, yeah. I hate to say
2: this because this is also a cliche and unto dog-like. itself, but to say he's very dog like. <laughs>
0: it's like, yeah, he he's a
2: dog cat. He but is. he's so friendly and sweet and loving and he doesn't yeah. have that. Yeah, but that dander know, is that... pure cat. That yes. dander is pure oh, cat. It is. It really but, you, is. but
1: you've never felt, you, you never have those nerves before you meet someone?
2: No, um, I just don't. I
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, this confident. is very naive Bravery. of me. This is very naive.
2: But, there's part of me that thinks like that's so naive, I know even saying it out loud, it's like we're all in this together. So <laughs> So there's no way there'd be you know, it's like I, I, I You really think that? Yeah, I guess I do. I'm like, this is like a it's like a brotherhood or like an uns- like a kinship that we share. No one would murder me. Like, I just, yeah. I don't know.
3: I, I, I don't really fear that much. That's how people get murdered. I don't know. If we were a brotherhood, some of their dicks wouldn't stink so bad when they came over. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, we're in this together. I thought we were... Well, that's what was a... A... That? Have you ever had a gross person show yes, up Yes, yeah, I, I have. I have. The so
0: yes. worst. Speaking of dicks yeah, um, smelling there's... badly, <laughs> you spent time in Chicago. <laughs> uh...
3: Now, you started... I don't know where that shade comes from. Chicago. Yeah. I love you, Chicago. <laughs> um, it great
0: transitions Does it stink you, there i mean do you, no it doesn't stink oh, <laughs> no but i do remember a smelly dick there you were, that's right, why yeah. okay. there, was, there was there was, all right, there was we a can, smelly dick we can wait move I got, off before of that. i just want
2: to insert very quickly I'll, like my favorite thing is that brent once hooked up with a guy who had a very smelly crotch <sighs> and <laughs> when he thinks the moment the guy like once he disrobed or whatever like now brent started to like dry <laughs> heave <laughs>
3: Was, was he an uncircumcised gentleman? I didn't even look, get there. Couldn't nah, look. Wow, it was that I, bad. It was
1: so bad. Ugh. Oof! I'm gonna try. I know. <laughs> Sorry. It was so bad. We're in this together. <laughs> You're right. Did it's I a brotherhood. <laughs> I
0: had to stop. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I have to ask you about Chicago. Yeah. So you Chicago. started Chicago drag. You
3: started in. I Chica- did not drag start in... Chicago drag. No, but but yeah. you started drag in Chicago. I <laughs> did in 2002. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I ask? What, did you have a different? Did you always just go by your name? No. Oh. Okay. I I changed my name to Tony Soto when I moved to LA. Oh. Um, so because... your full name is your real quote unquote real name is not. Not Tony? No, my real name is Tony Soto. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, My drag name when I first started was Zandra Farallon. Oh wow. <laughs> I love that. Everybody hated it.
2: Oh, Zandra? That's awesome. Yeah, it
3: was literally like, no one gave a shit. Like, every- I like it. <laughs> Everyone was like, Zandra. what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I actually switched it to Tony Soto when I was here because I do the show Learn the Words, bitch, Bar on the first sure. Monday of every oh, month. Oh. And I had Trixie as one of the judges. Now, Trixie and I go back a long way. But we didn't really ever do drag together. Maybe like once in Chicago we did drag. So when she was judging, she just kept calling me Tony the whole time. Yeah. And I was getting kind of pissed off, and I was like, "I'm mm-hmm. not calling you Brian," you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And then after the show, my friend was like, "Just change your name to Tony Soto. It doesn't really matter." So yeah. uh, I did drag. I started in 2002 in Chicago, but like I was off and on for like from 2002 to like 2006 or seven. Whenever Shea Kuley decided to start doing drag, and then she. Got me back into the whole thing, and so.
2: What what um, initially got you
3: interested in doing it? Um, I worked at this bar called Roscoe's Tavern in Mm -hmm. Chicago. Oh, Roscoe's. Oh, Oh, Roscoe's, and uh, they would do, I only worked there for a year, I got fired, I talked too much, and um, (laughs) they did this uh, charity thing, Boys to Women, where all Mm the male employees Mm -hmm. would dress in drag and then Mm -hmm. perform, and all the money would go to charity. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started doing it. And then I would do it off and on. And then I started an LGBT media website uh, in Chicago. Wait, what's it called? It was called the Q.co. It was when uh, the comms were all gone. So we did really well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good one. But we would throw events and stuff like that. So I would host those events yeah. because I'm much more of an MC than I am mm-hmm. like a, a, a lip dancey lip singy yeah. drag queen, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what, and that's because you're just really good with the crowd. Yeah, I'm just, you're just good a at good talker. Pushing yeah. sass onto them.
3: Um, theater is my background, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a degree in directing from Columbia College Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I've always been a good talker, and I've always been good with crowds and like crowd work and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've always felt really comfortable. Yeah. Just
0: yeah, that's something I think like one of the reasons when I first met you you know, a while ago back, I guess now, I, uh... It's that, that we have that in common, that sort of, like, I, the whole lip syncing thing isn't... From, it's like, it's just... I
3: do it because we're supposed to. But it's like, but we're not,
0: communicators, we're yeah. hosts, we're people who talk and tell jokes, we're comedians. Mm-hmm. You, you... Yeah, you talk, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> you but sure in Chicago, like, did you ever... You, well, I think
3: you went to Charlie's before, the country I worked, at, I worked at Charlie's yeah. for about eight months, yeah. I was
0: obsessed. They had a bingo night on Monday?
3: Yeah, with Frida Lay and Laura and Jacobs. It was literally... It's just bingo bingo. Bitch.
0: I had, I didn't, have, I don't have great memories from Chicago, but that night is like my favorite memories. Yeah, Hold on Chicago. Frito,
3: Frida Lay. Frida Lay is a drag queen. Is a drag queen. Lauren Jacobs. Lauren Jacobs. I don't is think a person, that she's is a, a non- she's a drag queen as well, but no. I don't know that she's still she. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Jacobs, <laughs> I'm telling you, That's she was the, the most like countryest bitch I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> she's from I mean, Michigan. So funny. All right, she's from Michigan. Sense. Yeah, Trash. she's she's uh, but but she was very country. She always um, had like those like yes. short little spiky wigs. You know, like yeah. the one. Do you know the, if they still do it? That that bingo night. No, no. And you loved going. It was just such a just bingo, bitch. Well, but it was
0: so much. It was like I didn't really have a connection to the gay community there, and my boyfriend sucked, and like I hated mm. my, I hated school, I hated my life there, I hated everything there. But that night in particular was like. Fun and campy and different and like. Oh, some, I
3: hate that you hated Chicago. That yeah, I didn't sucks. have a good experience college. there. Hated college. Uh, hated I hated Chicago. college. Well, I hated DePaul my boy. You were at a Jesuit yeah. school. Well, so. and I
0: would take I would take like just random classes at Columbia College because I hated DePaul, but I had to get my degree at DePaul. And then I would go to Columbia College to take like a film class for fun. Yeah. Oh, I was such a piece of shit. <laughs> um, you are so. One of the things I love about you is that you're so. Open, especially on your podcast, but also in your drag shows, you're so open about you know past drug use, current drug use. you're, yeah. you're, you're open about you know being HIV positive, yeah. alcohol. I mean, there's so many different areas which I
3: find so endearing. How, like, what does that do for you, like? Well, you know, the eight, I've, uh, I've now been HIV positive for three years, mm. so it's pretty fresh. Got it when I moved here, but got it in Chicago, like I should. Yeah. Felt right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was back on a gig, and uh, <laughs> yeah. should have skipped that one. Um, it, I live my life so publicly, like with the Tony Soto show and yeah. with the Gay Power Half Hour, which are my two podcasts that I do weekly. Yeah. It's like you have to have a lot of content and a majority of that has to be you because you want people to either really like you or really hate you enough Mm -hmm. to listen. So like when I uh, was diagnosed with HIV, it was like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even an idea to keep it a secret. I was like, um,
1: how long did it take you to start talking about it?
3: Probably three months after the diagnosis. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Well, luckily my, uh, my, uh, Co-host Casey Lai from the Gay Power Half mm-hmm. Hour is uh, an HIV alumni, mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> he was he he played a really big part in like helping me. And I've always been an advocate, yeah, uh, like in Chicago and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it 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 wasn't really. I hate to say it, it. I mean, it was a big deal, but also it was super easy yeah. for me to like see it's adjust.
0: So, I, it was so interesting. Like immediately after chemo and cancer and all of that, I couldn't do, I couldn't put it into my stand up act. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. talk about it publicly. It was just, it was so, it was kind of hard. It was difficult for me to figure out how to make it funny. Yeah. But like you figured out how to make it Funny. Content's content. <laughs> it doesn't
2: you matter know, where everything is content. I
3: mean, I you know, if you would have t- if I would have known that like uh my abusive father was going to at some point make my life a little more interesting in the future, yeah. I probably <laughs> wouldn't have been so upset. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. I'm like, oh, this is gonna make me something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I mean and with like drugs and stuff like that, it's like I would rather tell people true-to-life stories about drug use than, like, villainize it with yeah, uh, sure. with no real um, knowing of it's what they It's also so do.
1: prevalent in the community just, that, like, just communicating about it. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite drug story?
3: Oh, God. Oh, Jesus.
1: I mean, but, uh, just so you know, I smoked the ganja recently. Oh, oh recently. Wow. <laughs> My grandpa over here is I r- growing up. Oh he doesn't goodness. like weed. I don't like weed. Do you do drugs? I used to smoke weed a lot, but I
0: don't anymore. Well,
3: we don't count that as well, a drug <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, he used to
0: smoke weed a lot mainly because your roommate in New York, you just walk into the apartment yeah. and it was like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a big stoner. Yeah, I think
3: like my. But I've never
1: done like meth or anything. Sorry, uh, go ahead.
3: Oh, meth is uh, f- maybe five times I've done meth, and yeah. once I was tricked. So <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I smoked and you didn't know it was.
3: I smoked a cigarette that had. uh um, oh that had it on it. Like what? my friends would oh. like lick their cigarettes and then like roll it. I oh. would roll it in cocaine, like a real yeah. person. Sure, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. What's meth what is what's it like? What is meth like? I don't even I've never
2: I don't know what it is. What, meth what is like. like uh
3: you better hope you have a full agenda. Like you better hope you have a lot of things. Yeah. Like that was the thing. You truly are awake for too damn long. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think like cause cocaine was my my, I loved cocaine like in the 90s the late 90s it was really sure. good but I just remember like <laughs> being at this party at like 16 years old and like just snorting way too much coke yeah and yeah. like like and the guy was like cutting big huge lines and like at one point I went for the uh, the razor so I could like cut it down a little smaller? And he he just looks at me and goes, I'm the fucking chef here, man. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Wow. And I just remember thinking, okay. And then I did not feel bad when I was leaving and I threw up all over his driveway. I was just like, like, you did that, chef, you did that. Hopefully, bon appetit. (laughs) Was it free? Oh yeah, 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 wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was I, still snooty about it. Yeah, he. Well, I mm-hmm. I thought that too. First Weird. of all, like it was his blow, right? Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I think I'm doing you a favor if I don't try Seriously. to like. Seriously. Yeah. I'm gonna throw this all up on your <laughs> <Of> driver's <course. laughs> I'm 16. Like Jesus. I don't have any business doing this much coke. My Wait, heart's
1: so wet. Central low. Illinois, 16, throwing it. Yeah, it's fine. I had an interesting one recently where I was waiting. Uh, as you guys know, I just recently got rid of my car. I've yes. been using mass transit, so I was waiting for the bus. And I had a disclaimer by saying that, um, but I was waiting for the bus and this guy who I flirted with on and off for years on Grindr uh, was so out of his mind on meth that he was, (laughs) he he, he came, he saw me and we, because we've, chatted for years on the bus yeah uh, sorry this i was waiting for the bus still he saw me he goes hello and then he ran into the street oh and like, no he was of course wow. he's fine like he didn't get hit by a car but i was like oh Mental notes. <laughs> oh boy, maybe that's I why you don't do meet math. him right away, huh? That's why you just keep him on the line. Yeah, also, yeah. not. Do, I
0: mean, I, I, just, I I'm, so cheap, I'm so cheap. I'm so cheap. that like, The cost of drugs is just too much for me to do drugs. Yeah. Oh well, that's yeah, why
3: you gotta people. know people. Yeah. You got what, the What's G, Have you done GHB? Yeah, but that was in the nineties. Like I, I he now, asked that like his mother. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I know. I know. At this forty, bitch 40 in the ganja. at forty, I feel
3: a little weird doing G, but like back in. The day I don't want to like uh uh knowingly do the date rape drug, you yes, know what I mean? No. But in the 90s, I was like at a rave parties being like, give me that date rape. But I was, you know, it's always date a sure thing. But I was to trying do. to get molested as a child. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to be touched. So. I, I wanted
0: to be kidnapped because A, I knew I could survive, and B, I knew I'd get like a movie out of
3: well, it. What makes you think you could have survived?
0: I would have survived. I was crazy like. That's right. I, you have this theory. I He's knew, talked
1: about this
3: like, before.
0: I was not only was I really sort of charming and I felt like I could persuade <laughs> oh, my kidnapper, boy. but also I had watched enough unscathed. Solved Mysteries to know how to get out of it, oh and I knew that I would get like either at least an update, like a special update at the end of an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> or
3: or an NBC movie of the week. I wonder how many murder yeah. victims actually thought the way you did yeah. until the until the life well, went. Well, they're now. In, in all
1: fairness, 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 in all fairness <laughs> not many.
0: Wait,
3: okay. So Tony, yeah. you, I
0: mean, drag now is so big, and it's it it's, it's created kind of a a Ugh. little mini industry, not just for drag queens, but also for people who work around the industry of drag yeah. my boyfriend makes a lot of your
3: outfits he does and, and you, I love him with my whole heart he's soul. amazing yes and you employ
0: <laughs> you employ, I mean you employ people to do your hair you employ people to make your outfits like yeah I'm what you call a useless
3: drag queen <laughs> so Why useless? but it's kind of like a small I business I don't do and I I am a job creator you are sure. right you're helping the economy uh, yeah I'm helping the economy the, uh, the no taxes I mean DragCon
0: <laughs> was created essentially because of that because drag queen now no longer necessarily have to do it all themselves. Yeah, like- I
3: kind of wish, I mean there's a part of me that wishes that I would have like taken the time, To learn how to, I don't know, style a wig. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, I can sew. I can use a sewing machine. I know how to do this. Yeah. But that's about it. Pushing motion. Yeah. I can push it forward. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I, it's it's hard for me because I'm uh, hustling and hustling and hustling to make as much money as I can, but I am. Spending a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And how, yeah. What are you?
2: What attracts you to what you see as your look? The big hair, the, like the specific. T- are there specific types of dresses you like, or fabrics, or?
3: Well, I am. Uh, see, I love camp. Mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, I. I'm, I miss the idea of camp uh, with drag. Like now, it's everyone wants to be a passable fishy lady or whatever. So. Um, I'm six foot three in real life, so I'm seven feet tall when I'm in drag. Yeah, you so are that's, enormous. That's drag. the camp yeah. Yeah. that I embrace. The rest of it, she needs to look like old money. Old oh. money. Yeah. I like a, like a real like housewife, that. you yes. know, someone who. A dinosaur. Or, or hell, I'll take new money. Just, just money. Yeah, I mean, she needs <laughs> to look like she has. Money. <laughs> there's, the,
2: there's something, I mean, when, when you do learn the words, bitch, it does feel like there's a, a type of glam there, but the hair is
3: what's like. I have yeah, to say, my I favorite
0: know. moment at Learn the Words ever, and I've been to many. We, Ellie and I both judged to Learn the Words. So much fun.
3: Yeah, it's the greatest we thing I've ever it done, actually. We, we should sh- do that together. We should have you guys back on. Yeah. It, it, it is the Brent best won't show go. I've uh, ever Excuse goes. me, guys? He won't <laughs> go. There's a, there's, a <laughs> a,
1: there's a third host? Unless you get him <laughs>
3: free podcast? drinks, he won't go. There oh, are will free get free drinks. Don't worry.
0: But my favorite moment ever, and I don't think I've ever I've said this to you since, there was one night where you were wearing a sort of like a really cute pink, like, smartwatch. My
3: iPhone watch. Which I watch.
0: It was the. It was like a drag queen getting the steps is in. So I was funny. So
3: it was the funniest thing I ever seen. I only ever wore it once because I was shaved terribly. So I bought a ladies Timex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the very next day. No, you should. The you should wear it more. It's so funny. Oh my god.
2: Uh, how long does it take to get into drag for you?
3: You know, we were just talking about this. Um, when I first started doing drag, because I was never one of these gig girls. You know, every show I ever did, I hosted the show. Yeah. You know. Occasionally, drag queens would throw me a bone and let me come in and trip through some numbers, but like I would take three hours back in the day. But right. I, it just like as you just go on and go on. Like now, I'll sit down wanting to do three hours and I'll be done in ninety minutes.
2: Oh wow, yeah. God, it's such a commitment. I, I I'm I'm always in awe of it
3: just because it well, it's really is much much time commitment. you
0: spend on grinder.
3: Well, me, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like when when I tell people my booking fee is, yeah, um. They'll be like, oh well, you're only really here for two hours. I'm here. I'm like, yeah, but you're also paying for the work that yeah. happens mm-hmm. before I get here. Yeah, like my product alone is very expensive. Right, mm. everything that goes into it. Exactly. So it's like, like that's why I hate it whenever I get a cameo out of nowhere because mm. I am on cameo the Tony <laughs> show um, <laughs> because like they'll pop up so like few and far between and they'll just be like, oh oh shit, I need to put on makeup real yeah. quick and yeah. do a cameo. Yeah, what a pain in the ass. Do you
0: do you ever get Sort of because now there's a lot of like younger queens who are very focused on glamour and very and they're sort of getting into drag in the roundabout way, sort of unlike the way you got into drag where you put the work in and the time in, sort of got better. Like, what is your relationship with sort of that craze right now of younger queens just sort of becoming massive at 21?
3: You know, well, this is the thing, this is why the internet's so terrible because, um. I was ugly for a long time, and I went out ugly, you know, like <laughs> drag queens should, until you find your damn face, you yeah. still need to be out there looking like a booger yeah, and thinking <laughs> that you're fabulous, <laughs> but now you have these, like, YouTube girls and these internet girls who are, like, 15, 16 years old, and then they come out at 21, and they already have, you know, 20,000 followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, and people are, like, clamoring to see them, and they perform like shit. Yeah. You know, because they don't know what true drag is. And that's like, we are bar mascots. That's yeah. what we are meant for. That's what we were created to do, mm-hmm. was to lift the spirits of some lonely, drunk, gay alcoholics, who's, <laughs> yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, and, and i int- never heard it put that way. That's great. Well, I mean, cause but it's like, true though. Well, cause
3: like now you go, like, we went to that Christmas show yes. uh, that Shea Coulee did in, um, yes. uh, here in LA. You shouldn't see Dragon in a 2,000-seat house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It loses it.
2: Yeah. That's why it's it's become so fascinating to me, not just because of the show, but because of the realization that it does have all these—there are all these different avenues you can take. You could— You've been working in it for forever, and you've come to these realizations, knowing it's the crowd shouldn't be this big. I'm I'm playing to like make the drunks happy, whereas somebody else who's 18 does like makeup tutorials on their own on YouTube, and then suddenly they're world famous. And it's, yeah, it's just a fascinating art form that has mm-hmm. become so splintered
0: in so it's kind many, of, in many ways. In a weird way, like like I mean, I remember years ago, the three of us sort of in the comedy scene. Uh, sometimes bitching about the direction of where comedy is going, especially with the internet and how, you know, people would be, YouTube stars would be calling themselves comedians, but they've never stood on a stage and actually did any jokes. Mm, And like mm. having the balls to call yourself a standup without actually ever standing up and doing standup, which blows, which really pisses me off. And it's, 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 I think very similar to drag in that way that like, you can't call yourself a drag queen until you've like hosted a night where you had, you can't rely on a lip sync. You can't rely on sort of just performance once. You have to talk and yeah. communicate and put your personality
3: into yeah. it yeah. and carry a crowd. You know, and it's funny because people uh, will refer to me as a comedian, mm-hmm. as a drag queen. Oh, well, you, you, are are right. you are a comedian. You are yeah. a comedian. You are a comedian. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. I get that. But like, I just did stand up for the first time in 2019. Yeah. So, and that, like, and I'd been fighting that forever. For some reason, there was more of a fear for me when it came to doing stand-up than doing drag. Mm. Which is reasonable. Because drag is easy because We're going the opposite f- ways. Well, you're forgiven <laughs> immediately yeah. as a drag queen. Like, I could say something really off-colored and lose the audience. I mean, I don't know how many times I've said shit about Britney Spears at Learn the Words and the lost all my millennials, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know? Do you hate Britney Spears too? I just don't care about it. Same, her. I don't you know care what about I mean? her. <laughs> I'm I a Madonna a girl, like yes, Madonna, same. Madonna, same. Madonna made me gay. I don't care about any of these people, like, by the way. Madonna mm, yeah. was the one who like made me gay. I used to write three letters a year. Give okay, I was never that y'all. gay. I was never that gay, <laughs> and I kind of want to gay ass you for doing that. <laughs>
1: I'll help. <laughs> He'll kick. <laughs>
0: Tony, this was so much was fun. Great. Oh my Thank
1: god, it's
2: such you. a great so time.
0: Thank here. you so much. Where can people follow you on the internet?
3: Well, please, I am the Tony Soto Show on everything. That is Instagram, Twitter. I quit Facebook and uh, <laughs> Venmo and uh, Cameo and, and, and Cameo. The Tony Soto Show and, <laughs> and guys, listen to my podcast, The Tony Soto Show, every Wednesday and uh, the Gay Power Half Hour every Thursday. Wherever you can listen. And to See
0: Elliott I at Learn the Words sometimes. Yeah, if you're
2: in Los Angeles, yeah, should see you at Learn the Words Big. First yes. Monday
3: of every month at ACAR. It's, it's a so great much show. fun. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, Sony. Tony. Thank you. Yay. And another thing.
1: So I had this weird gay rights flashback where I was home in Michigan, I think it was over Thanksgiving. And I it does read, it for a lot of people. Yeah. And I read that, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Scott Amadure. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Schmitz who was the guy who murdered Scott Amador mm-hmm. on The Jenny Jones Show in 1995. Remember this I've very- rare, I, yeah. yeah, I vaguely remember this this. very famous instance in which Jen, The Jenny Jones Show had a show in which it talked about uh, coworkers who have gay crushes right, on other coworkers. Right, right. And it
0: was the height of sort of the Jerry Spring era, yeah, Jerry Springer right. area. Um, area? Era. The start of gotcha journalism.
2: Was it uh, gay crushes or was it just crushes?
1: It was. I think in theory crushes, was but just this crushes. segment was yeah. gay and crushes. And so this guy
2: exposed having a crush. So Scott on a M. Ender
1: had place. had a crush on Jonathan Schmitz, who was uh-huh. straight. Jonathan Schmitz had told producers of the show that he was straight and that he wasn't comfortable talking about being attracted
0: to have, by a man. A, a having, man, uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, a man having a uh, man crush, him. and. uh, Subsequently, murdered Scott Amador when they were back in Michigan for apparently, you know, what happened. Crush on him. Um, But Jonathan Schmitz got out of jail like a year ago, and so it just reminded me he served his time, and it just reminded me of, I call it kind of like like a weird gay rights flashback where Mm -hmm. you're like, that's it's. I mean, that happened when we were in, you guys were in college, I was in middle school, (laughs) (laughs) and. And it's like you're like, well, it's an, it's in a even though it's a horror, horrific story, you're like, well, we've moved beyond that. I think at we the very least, we do kind of have that because uh, at least
0: our age, except for Brent, um, that we we're kind of in this weird, we're millennials, but right. there's that we're not we're just like, we're at the beginning of the millennial digital natives. I think, and we're so, called. yeah, remember. so we we experienced legitimate life before... I mean, I think a lot of gay rights is taken before uh, Matthew Shepard and after Matthew Shepard because right, so much right. started to change after Matthew Shepard. Pre-MS, post-MS. And, and, and I mean, people... I think that is a really interesting line in sort of the gay rights history. And we... Our formative years of when we were learning that we were gay mm-hmm. were before Matthew Shepard. Well, it feels like the... It does feel like... I always say it
2: feels like everything moves fast. In the yeah. past few years has moved very fast. And the jump to... The type of political correctness where um, you have to be, you, you have to be, but you should be "quote unquote" tolerant and, mm-hmm. of everything,
0: mm-hmm. like there, like no stones unturned, right? Is yeah, it happened quickly. Remember, right. when the Democratic like, Party wouldn't endorse marriage, and that was only four, five years ago. Five years ago, and yeah. it's wild yeah. because I mean, I I think it, I hope it doesn't get forgotten
2: that. Five years ago, the world felt different if you were gay. It felt different. Barack Obama did not support
0: gay marriage. Right. Which is like – Until like 2013. Well, until he had been safely reelected for a second term. Or no, right before before, before a second term, which I thought was really bold.
2: Yeah. And and it's wild to have a moment like Brent had where you see something or remember something that brings you back to a place where – yeah, if you were young or whatever whatever place you were in as a, as a queer person and you saw an example of somebody being murdered based on expressing a crush on TV, yeah. yeah. That's da- that's yeah, it's, danger. Pr- it's oppressive. It's oppressive. Not yeah. that
1: there aren't still gay people who are obviously yeah, trans people are of victims of murder, but in I guess I, I I don't know a less acceptable way. I don't. I mean, I don't remember many people, you know, being on Jonathan Schmidt's side at the time. But the other examples I thought that could be interesting of sort of like well, it was still salacious. Uh, it didn't. Yeah, the yeah. people, and I think because of you know the time that it was in
0: 1995, the gay person didn't matter. It was just that the, that a a straight person killed a gay person because they were embarrassed about this crush. Yeah. And it was it was salacious. It it had yeah. unfortunately the people involved didn't matter. It was the fact that it was on TV. Yeah, right,
2: right, I, um, for honestly no reason other than it showed up on my Hulu page for some reason, <laughs> I was like, oh, weird. Hulu was recommending Step by Step. I don't know
1: why. Hulu's... So he put on his nipple clamps.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know why Hulu was rep- was was recommending Step by Step. You remember the show with oh, Susan, yeah, of by Susan by Summers? Covers. Yeah, of day by It was day. a TJF show. It was like one of the family in. comedies. Yeah. And I watched it as a kid, like, on and off. Not a a great show. Patrick Duffy, I Patrick Duffy, I wanted that beauty
0: salon, though, behind the house. Well, Mm. I'm going to
2: go there because, in particular, I randomly was like, just put on an episode just to, like, I don't know, kind of feel some nostalgia or something. And the episode happened to be about the young boy who I had a huge crush on at the time. Me too. The blonde. DJ, yeah. Right? Which one was DJ? It was like, a, well, I'll was explain. Was he the geek? Yeah. No, we're, we're he off was the like, point. Yeah. no, no. It's it's imp- it actually is important because he was the one who was like the <clears throat> quote unquote hot kid. Mm-hmm. He was like nine or ten, but in the show, he needed to get a job. But he was he was so smooth. He was such a ladies man. I don't remember mm-hmm. this person at all. He was the he was a kid, but they portrayed him as a ladies man, even though he was literally prepubescent. <laughs> and so he needs to get a job on the show. And he ends up getting a job in that salon, in his uh-huh. mom's salon. Mm-hmm. Why? Not because he wants to work at the salon, but because all the ladies think he's hot. And so he can hit <laughs> on the middle-aged women who get oh their haircuts there. So that already he's is like... a 10-year-old
1: boy? Exactly. So it's already <laughs> this
2: creepy 90s TV trope. Anyway, so he works in the salon and gay panic ensues because the, <clears throat> his father, Patrick Duffy, is, of course, horrified that his son is working right. in the salon part-time. Right. And it's this. I mean, it's it's it was just it was wild to watch because this was a family show on a in like a family programming block, uh, yeah. famously in yeah. our you know in our generation, where it was mostly kids and families watching. Like, and the and I'll just say that the father when he he has a you know a heart to heart with his son, and he's like, do you if you want to become a. You know, a hairdresser, and and the kid's like, I don't want to become a hairdresser. And the and the dad goes, Oh, thank God! And the audience like erupts in applause. Yeah. And I think about how, as a kid, I couldn't really put that all together.
0: That exact episode happened on Everybody Loves Raymond too. Yeah.
2: It's, and it's just think, just thinking about that to think have a flashback. It's like, oof, that is some dangerous messaging to a closet yeah. kid. It, it, you
1: know what? It I I am I'm, go- I'm gonna defend it though. I it absolutely is dangerous messaging. I'm glad we've moved beyond it. But I do I do think steps and gradations are appropriate when it comes to a movement. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. and like, this is probably 95.
0: Yeah, it was, you like, know, 95.
1: It's certainly... We certainly weren't even having the public discussion of yeah. uh, gay rights or uh, you totally. know, really gay marriage or anything like that. And so, to, I guess, to me... That is a sort of a softened, you know, very safe approach of saying because it's still, you know, there is a level of it, inclusiveness. Yeah, not really, not not <laughs> this stuff. That, not what I saw. I mean, oh, all pitch a hardliner. I, I mean, just I'm, because I, he was
0: relieved that his son didn't want to be a hairdresser, so sure, that's shitty. But like, well, the, the fact there, that, that it was set up that. It's okay if there's an episode of Roseanne like that. Literally, this that trope is, but it's the same, I think, also with women, too. The whole tomboy thing. Like, there's a great episode of Roseanne where
1: Darlene doesn't want to play basketball anymore, and Dan is like crushed by this. John Waters is on the episode of The Simpsons uh, that has an almost identical storyline of Homer being afraid that Bart is going to turn out gay.
2: The flat, and this also made me remember when it was, became like, uh, um, it was a catchphrase after Seinfeld would say somebody or something about a character being gay, but, quote, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I know I, bitch I, her I, eyes. I, I, I agree See, I think that it's like totally
1: fine. It's it's a reasonable step uh, from a time when it was absolutely reviled in the 70s yeah. still. But
2: I'm just saying in a flashback scenario, if I'm going to put myself back to that to sure. whatever that was, 1998, 1985, 2003. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Even thinking about, like, but even- Queer Eye, the original Queer Eye, and I'm I'm just thinking of TV right now, but, like, yeah. thinking about these, like, big mass movements or these things that had, you know, a push on the culture, all I'm saying is I'm not saying it was the worst thing in the world, but I can put myself back to 2003, think about Queer Eye and how I felt like no connection to any of those guys, mm-hmm. and just I'm not saying
0: it, it destroyed me. It just it had its effect on me. See, I, I actually think... I think that might be more 2020 talking and less because I think in the moment we everything is so reflective. History is one of the things that we try to make history, you know, representative of the present moment. And we're so shocked and appalled by what happened in 1998 with Queer Eye. Yeah. When in reality, if you were the age you are living in the world that the world was in 1998 and you saw Queer Eye, you would be like as totally rational sense. Sure, I might not relate to any of them, but I'm sure as hell glad that there's some representation on television. Well that's now. how I
2: felt. That's right. definitely how I
0: felt. I yeah. was glad that it was
2: happening. All I'm i I'm not saying I, I totally understand like revisionism. I I get it. I'm fully aware of like how it's way too easy to react now to what the world was like twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. All I'm saying yeah. is that if we're if we're gonna have that flashback and just just for the sake of having the conversation, mm-hmm. I can remember very clearly in the, in the context of the times, still f- sort of secretly feeling like, uh, just feeling shitty from these yeah. small things. I'm not yeah. saying that they, they oppressed me and destroyed me. Yeah. All I'm saying is that they had their effect, and I learned that I really felt like, well, like, Stuff sucks when you're gay, so I have to like take the breadcrumbs.
0: I remember as as a kid we would go to Denny's a lot on like Friday nights, and I remember one time at Denny's, my mom we were I would loved wrestling. All my brothers loved wrestling. We loved wrestling. And my mom getting involved in the conversation was like, you know, a lot of those female wrestlers are lesbians. Wow. And (laughs) she whispered lesbians, which, Uh and I remember at the time saying to my mom. You can just say it
1: normal. Yeah. like This was like when I was a kid, but yeah, like- you in kindergarten already standing You don't have for... to like
0: whisper lesbians,
1: because we're at Denny's. <laughs> no one cares at Denny's. Uh, Wait, what female- I'm, I'm sorry, I'm feeling, I'm actually feeling like a little weird right now. Um, nice. I'm feeling sort of lightheaded. I just, it was like two or three minutes ago, I agreed with Alan, and I'm just not feeling- <laughs> I'm not feeling comfortable. <laughs>
2: What would your, your aunt friends? say? Uh, what would your aunt say, Brent, about something she heard on the podcast today?
1: I still watch the Jenny Jones show. <laughs> she still watches it? On still watches YouTube. It. Yeah. My aunt no, Joanne. Wait, it's on, it's on uh, the, the cable cozy? channels that she gets, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My aunt Joanne would say, you know what? Now I'm not going to Zambia. Not that I was ever going to go anyway.
1: <laughs> Brent,
0: uh, Alan, what about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I am angry. I'm. Your mother is right. A lot of those female wrestlers are
2: lesbians. <laughs> what wrestlers are we talking about? No
1: one knows.
2: Oh my God! Thank you for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I
1: am Brent Sullivan. I'm H Unhinged Alan Scott.
2: stands a podcast
1: <clears throat> a podcast network